Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And hello and good morning. You're on Dirt Radio with Colin. We're broadcasting live from 3CR Studio in Collingwood. Dirt Radio is a show sponsored by Friends of the Earth Melbourne. So you can check us out at www.fo.org.au. For decades now, Australia has allowed dirty and damaging coal to flood out of the port of Newcastle in New South Wales, polluting surrounding communities and exporting climate pollution to the rest of the world. Yesterday was a great day of action in Newcastle, an unprecedented gathering of over 2,000 people from all over Australia met at the gateway of the world's biggest coal port to draw a red line under the edge of fossil fuels and shut it down for the day. The climate guardian, known as the Angels, were standing strong on a rail train line to stop any coal to enter the port. With over 65 arrests, the message was clear. It's time to break free from destruction and make way for a clean energy future. And it does not matter the criminal record you're going to get. Their crime is too big to close our eyes. Sam is a spokesperson for Break Free, and he's online now. He accepted to answer some of my questions. Hi, Sam. Are you here? Hey, Cole. How you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you very much. So you are driving in a car at the moment between Newcastle and Sydney. You're coming back from the Break Free weekend? That's it. That's it. We're um, in a car right now. I think we're just bypassing Sydney at the moment on the way back down to Melbourne. Nice, man. Thank you very much again for doing this live interview. I would like Not a worry. I would like to ask you a little bit more uh, history about uh, Break Free. Could you could you tell us how did Break Free started? How did Break Free start? Um it's uh, part of an uh, an international um sort of movement in May. Uh, mainly spearheaded by the organisation 350.org, um, who have uh, organisations based out in lots of different countries. Um, so um, one of the first actions we saw this May was uh, over in Wales, where they walked onto the site of uh, coal extraction in Wales. Um, and then uh, I think we've been the second action uh, in, in line with things. I think New Zealand also had an action as well. Um, and we're soon to see actions happening in Brazil and America and the Philippines and India, um, all at the site of, of uh, uh, existing or new fossil fuel projects um, that just need to stay in the ground for us to um, keep a safe climate. Um, so the Australian one, um, again, was backed by 350.org Australia um, in conjunction with uh, some other organisations like Frontline Action on Coal, um, also the local group. Um, who's been working in Newcastle for a long while now, Rising Tide, were very instrumental. 
um, and there was a lot of other organisations um, behind the scenes helping out. And so they chose Newcastle as the site that we'd focus on uh, in Australia because it is the world's largest coal port. Um, so this is the, the site where pollution basically gets exported to the rest of the world. So, this is huge. Um, and it look, it's, Sorry. Yeah, it looks no, like... No, um, you're right. It's, uh, it's, that was like a big international event, so it's going for May. Yeah. Um, yep. Australia being one of the biggest, uh, not biggest polluter in the Pacific because we got uh, our friends China, who's well, yeah. well, well above us. Uh, but we're still pretty strong in the Pacific and Pacific Islands. Uh, I know mm. that I saw a couple of pictures with some of our friends, the Pacific Islanders, when were there. Could you tell us a little bit more yeah. which other communities were part of this action? We're represented, yeah. So um, we did have our Pacific Island warriors there. They were mainly down at the float till. I was at the other action, so I didn't get to see them. But uh, I, I saw some photos and they looked amazing as per usual. Um, there were uh, a lot of Indigenous and traditional owners there in strong representation. So we had traditional owners from the local Newcastle mob um, uh, who gave us a strong welcome to country and uh, were there um, welcoming us as allies to protect um, the country that they've been looking after for so many years. Um, we also had seed mob there, so from seed, the Australia's first um, Indigenous Youth Climate Network, so a lot of seed mob were along, um, and they were, I think, one of the first to be out on the water in the action yesterday at the flotilla. Yes. Um, and we had a whole diversity of people. We had a lot of other people from other countries who are visiting Australia at the moment join in. Um, we had such an incredible age diversity at the action that I was a part of yesterday. We had uh, a young bub there from four months old uh, up to uh, a 94-year-old man who, who took action yesterday. So just, a, yeah, such a huge diversity of people. Yeah, that um, is great. Is it um, this, this folk, uh, this nine, 94-years-old, is it Bill from uh, the, Bill. Yeah, uh, yeah. the Second World War veteran? Yeah, yeah. So oh, we it's... had uh, we had war veterans there as well. So, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, um, it looks like that you used our favorite classic civil disobedience type of action. How did that yeah. work with yeah. over two thousand people? Yeah. Um, so apparently, organizers were just so overwhelmed by the response to Break Free they'd expected maybe a couple of hundred people, and then just the registrations for this event just soared. And they started to have to come up with some contingency plans to accommodate the huge amounts of people coming. So firstly, they needed to get enough kayaks for people to get out onto the flotilla. So I think the, the kayaks were sort of shared around, so people would go out for a little bit of a paddle um, and then they'd come back to shore and, and change it up um, with all the different people. Um, how many, how many kayaks then, uh, were, were on the water? There was, oh, I think... There were close to 300 or 400 kayaks, that I believe. This is huge. So, and so they used the kayak to yeah. block, the to, to draw like a big line and to close the port. To block the port. 300 yeah, kayaks. So there was a flotilla similar to other actions that have happened there, like the yeah. Pacific Climate Worries that happened a couple of years back. Um, and then there was uh, also some uh, sort of banner drops off some of the coal loaders that happened 
uh, earlier in the morning as well. I think that started the day's event. Um, and then uh, the action that I was part of was a was an arrestable action um, blocking the train line, the only train line going in uh, um, to the coal port from the Hunter Valley um, coal region. Mm-hmm. So um, that was about 50 or 60-odd people um, just putting their bodies on the line, blockading um, that area. So, yeah, some definitely classic techniques there um, and some that have been um, used before in, in the Newcastle actions. But, yeah... Oh, that, this is brilliant. So on the bridge, this is where the um, the Climate Guardian were. That's the picture yeah, so I saw. Yeah, our climate. Yeah. That's it. The um, Climate Guardian sort of split in half. So half went to the flotilla and um, half joined us on the bridge. Zianna, um, who's next to me right now, joined me on the bridge. Um, and it was fantastic having them there. It's always a wonderful presence to have the Climate Guardians looking over us, and um, hmm. they were some of the last to be removed from the bridge. So um, the police had to carry away the the angels, which is always a really striking, striking uh, image. Um, but yeah, they also got together earlier in the morning too for some some photos as well, um, which some people have may have already seen out on the internet. Really strong, and uh, like all these pictures, we can see them on uh, on Twitter under the hashtag uh, BreakFree2016, and also on the website. That's it. That's it. BreakFree2016, um, 350.org Australia. Um, yeah. On Facebook, has a lot of photos from today. Um, I think there's a, a Flickr album um, that's up on that page with all the photos. Um, so yeah, we got lots of lots of good media, um, and. Uh, We got covered in a lot of the local local media mm-hmm. and um, even got international and international media, which has been pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. The What was the, the political response to, to yesterday? Political response? I'm not sure um, what we've gotten political-wise so far, but it was funny because the election got called yesterday as well. So we got a little bit flooded out by... Uh, The, everything relating to the election yesterday, but um, it was also really great timing um, for an election that the two major parties probably aren't going to um, go to go on a, around climate change. Um, climate change probably won't be uh, really in their sights for this election, but it was great to have an action coinciding yesterday that's really going to bring it to the forefront, and hopefully. Uh, a lot of the politicians did see yesterday's action and, and starting to think about it in the lead up to um, the election happening in early July. Why do you think mass actions like break free are important? I think mass actions like this uh, are important to to show uh, that this is a hugely mainstream issue for people that uh, that people getting involved in civil disobedience and non-violent direct action, uh, aren't, this isn't a radical uh, action to take. This is an action that, that's uh, in response to the, the radical weather that we've been experiencing. We're down in Melbourne, we've, we've had a, a summer that seemed to have uh, um, transcended into about an half of our autumn, experiencing the temperatures we've, we've had down that way, um, that we are more than ever experiencing the impacts of a climate emergency um, and that 
the actions that we're taking is trying to bring awareness to the wider public of the state that our climate and our planet is in at the moment and that all fossil fuels from here on out need to be left in the ground and we can't be exporting our pollution out anymore. So um, we had so many people joining us for their first time ever, um, people generally concerned about uh, the political action or the lack of political action at the moment and that if they're not seeing it from their leaders and their local representatives, people who are meant to be representing their uh, best interests, they're going to start taking action into their own hands like we saw yesterday. And it's such an empowering thing to do to make your own impact known. So by taking action yesterday, we stopped coal from being exported. We stopped that coal port operating for the whole of yesterday. Yeah, and um, that was so not just that... like talking around the table about it. It's really like you, no. really, you've done it. Like they had like no calls came out on the new, largest coal port in the world. This is huge. In the world, yeah. You, you're going to keep the momentum going, I reckon. Is it any other action planned uh, in the future or are you looking for something a little bit that way? Well, um, we had a great Melbourne contingent up here and so we've all been sort of huddling together and uh, talking about what we can do next in Melbourne. Um, there's, uh, you know, such great appetite in Melbourne for, for direct action and civil disobedience that um, we're definitely thinking of something like to happen down there, hopefully our own little break free. Um, so um, things are definitely in the works. Um, nothing set in stone yet, but yeah, definitely people are talking about it. <laughs> How could we support the, the break free uh, movement? The break free movement? Um, well, uh, there isn't a page for break free, I don't think, but 350.org is definitely... Um, Uh, broadcasting most of those actions. So there's still international actions to come. Uh, so please, if you see any uh, media coming through on uh, Facebook or Twitter, please feel free to share and amplify those messages coming out from other countries. Countries uh, in uh, where, uh, in like India and Brazil, where the people suffer much greater consequences than we do in Australia for taking this kind of action. People who can be thrown into jail for a long time or even shot at for taking this kind of action. So it'd be great to support the next couple of actions we're going to see uh, occurring throughout the world in May. Um, uh, I think there may be the potential to financially support some of the break-free actions. I'm not sure where the link may be for that, but if people Google break-free, I'm break free from fossil fuels. I'm sure they'll be able to find something like that. Awesome. Um, and just yep. keep uh, keep your ear out for um, the next uh, climate civil disobedience or any civil disobedience for that matter that's holding uh, some of the dangerous industries um, to account. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sam. Thanks, Colin. Have, Have a, a good one, buddy. Have a safe trip and uh, see you back in Melbourne. See you, mate. Catch up. And now a quick announcement and we'll be back with Maya, a young UK girl who was at Break Free yesterday and she participated to a first mass civil disobedience in Australia. Right, gentlemen, this panel is now on air. In July 1976, from an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves. 
heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here. I will die here. I am not moving. So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying... Happy birthday, 3CR! And you're back on Dirt Radio, a show sponsored by Friends of the Earth. You're with Colin. Just before we talk to Sam, a spokesperson for Break Free Australia. Yesterday, over 2,000 people shut down Newcastle Coal Port to draw a red line to the fossil fuel industry. So check all the pictures on hashtag BreakFree2016 or go on the website Australia BreakFree2016. Now, I would like to have a personal view of an action of that type. I asked Maya. Maya, she's a good friend of mine and uh, she will answer a couple questions. Maya is from the UK and now she's living in Melbourne. She decided to join the BreakFree action in Newcastle this weekend. Hi, Maya. How are you? Hi there. Could you please tell us a little bit about you and your activist background? Sure. So um, I am a media and campaigns officer by day, and in my free time I uh, do a fair bit of campaigning and activism with the environmental movement. Um, I've done quite a lot in the UK with a group called Reclaim the Power, who also did a re um, a break free action last week um but this was my first um civil disobedience action since coming to australia could you tell us what did you find in newcastle when you arrived uh, how was the vibe how's the setting and the peoples and the things around sure on on the day itself yesterday when you arrived i, re I reckon like just like a, a, a quick overview of how was the event Sure. So, I mean, I, I arrived on Friday night um, yeah. where at this camp um, for Break Free where there was hundreds of people all camping together and there were workshops and training and people getting into affinity groups and, you know, socialising and eating delicious food and that kind of thing. And then yesterday um, we went down to the beach to start the blockade and um, when we arrived there was just hundreds and hundreds of people. People are saying maybe even a thousand or or 2,000 people were there. Wow. Um, lots and lots of people wearing red. It was an absolute sea of red. And it was a real kind of festive atmosphere. There was live music. Um, the singer from Blue King Brown was there. Ash Grunwald was there. Um, everybody was having fun out on the kayaks. There was mums and babies celebrating Mother's Day. There was a barbecue. There was all sorts of stuff going on. So it was a really, it was a really fun and exciting event to be part of. So did you know about like the two different actions? So we talked to Sam before. Sam was on the bridge, stop, stopping the trains coming into the the coal port. So you were on the beach and looking at the the kayak, looking at the. 
closing the, yeah, exactly. the box? Yeah, exactly. I was actually, I was um, dressed up as an angel. I was one of the climate guardians yesterday. Oh, brilliant. Um, and I was down at the beach. Yeah, I was down at the beach, but I did get my hand at kayaking as well. Um, but no, we didn't, we knew that there were other actions going to take place, but we had no idea what they were going to be for security reasons. All of that was kept. Um, under wraps until, and I believe, until the participants were on the bus, they didn't even know where they were going. Nice. So it's <laughs> that, that's why uh, this action has been really successful. It's also because it's staying like a little bit more for security reason. You cannot speak too exactly. much about it. And so you were an yeah. angel, and you also had a little ride on the kayak. Yeah? I did. I got. A, I sort of de-angeled after about six or seven hours because my wings were getting quite heavy. Okay. And uh, I jumped on the kayak and and um, joined in the flotilla as well. So it was great fun. It was absolutely brilliant. During the when the Pacific Warriors came last year to block the Newcastle Coal Port, the the police mm. response was was a little bit strong, and they were a little bit like harassing people. How did you see the the how, how was the cops up there? Um, at the beach, um, yeah. at the beach, they were fine. They were riding around on jet skis. Um, they didn't really seem to, as far as I could see. Most of the day, I was I was um, on the beach as a climate guardian, but mm -hmm. when I was out on the kayak, um, they seemed to be leaving people well alone. I mean, there were no boats going in or out of the harbour from around six in the morning, and so there'd obviously been a decision to stop these boats in light of the protest. And so the police, really, all they had to do was kind of, you know, just make sure. Nothing got out of hand as far as they were concerned um, because there were no boats coming in or out anyway. But, you know, um, in that respect, we'd kind of already we'd already um, achieved our aim before we even arrived at the beach. So it was really fantastic. That's amazing. And how do you feel like you've been part of an action that huge and that successful? What was that, sorry? How do you feel yourself like being part of an action that big and that successful? Oh, it's really empowering. Um, it's really fantastic. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a great mood today, and really kind of feeling like you know there are enough people coming together to actually make a change on this. When you look back at so successful social movements over history, you see this kind of number turning out, taking civil disobedience. It's a really, really powerful thing to do, um, and it's really exciting because sometimes you know we read the news and we feel really depressed about what's happening and the lack of political will. So when you do something like this, you feel empowered, you feel inspired. And there were so many people there yesterday who'd never done anything like that before, which is a really, really amazing thing. And that's the power of civil disobedience is just going on the front line and just staying on the edge and being sure that because you haven't been arrested, I reckon. No, no, I haven't. No, I'm on yeah. a temporary visa, so I have to be careful. Yeah, you, so you haven't been arrested, but you still, you know, like show support and you still close uh, the world's biggest coal port. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody that had anything to do with yesterday uh, or, you know, even if it's just sitting at home and sharing things on Facebook or, you know, doing a, doing a radio show about it the next day, like everybody's contributing. You don't have to be on the front line or with your hands in handcuffs. I mean, those people are incredibly brave and I completely take my hats off to them. But, you know, they couldn't have done that if they hadn't been fed all weekend by the fantastic volunteers who prepared all the food and, you know, all the people behind the scenes and stuff. So it's really kind of a team effort. And, you know, whether you're out there getting arrested or whether you're in backstage or whether you're at home kind of sharing and promoting and reading what's happening, you know, it's all really, really important. Important to be to be there to try to protect Mother Earth and uh, our future. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. What do you think is that important for you to tackle fossil fuel? Oh, I mean, I think it's falling. I think I think it's really, really exciting because I think the fossil fuel industry is, you know, it's obviously going into decline economically. There's a huge divestment movement, which is which has been really, really successful. And I think now is the crucial time to kind of get behind this momentum, make sure it keeps going. You know, the, the agreement at Paris in December, although it wasn't um, legally binding and it wasn't what we would have liked it to have been in the environmental movement, it was at least some recognition of the danger of fossil fuels. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of consensus behind the fact that fossil fuels are incredibly damaging to the environment. Um, And I think it's just up to us to keep that momentum going and make sure it finishes sooner rather than later. But I think it's a question of when now, not if. Are you going to continue fighting against uh, yeah. fossil fuel? A absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Here in Melbourne? Oh, wherever, wherever it takes me. Oh, that's brilliant. Awesome. Thank you very much for answering my questions today and sharing your experience with us this morning. Yeah, no problem at all. Great to chat. See you soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. So I was talking to Maya about her participation of Break Free Australia. We had an amazing overview of that incredible day today. You can check out the pictures and the detailed story using the hashtag BreakFree2016 or you go to the website BreakFree2016.org to join and to join the following actions, and you can be kept in the loop. That it, that's it for Dirt Radio today. I hope you will know now, join the movement, and uh, the best way to do it, you can come to four in Melbourne, and you can offer your support. That, that's a great way to start to approach the, the movement. Thank you for listening, Dirt Radio. Let's catch up next week for more activist stuff. Don't forget that Dirt Radio is affiliated with Friends of the Earth Melbourne. You can go to the website at www.fo.org.au and support our kick-ass campaign with a donation. Now we listen a quick announcement about the Four Food Corp. And, but stay with 3CR for Black Block coming right up. I will follow with a song from Asian Dub Foundations called Who Runs the Place. Bye-bye. Uh, hi, my name is Sarah. I love coming here because they offer vegan food. Hi, my name is Paul. I've, this is my first time at Friends of the Earth. I think it's really awesome and the food's great, really healthy and nutritious. La, 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 la. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op. 312 Smith Street, Collingwood. A tuneful experience. A 3CR supporter.